come on, son. Kyle Lowry out here really fooling everybody. It's not Pat Bev and it's not Russ, okay? <laughs> it is Kyle Lowry. <laughs> you said sign that big fat deal and just get big and fat. What is he doing, bro? <laughs> and where is Pat Riley in all this? He's probably steaming in an office somewhere with his body fat percentage rule, bro. And we are back. That's right, back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Another jam-packed special episode of the Hoop Plug. Every episode is special over here at the Hoop Plug and rocking with you, as always. It's your main man, Faraz, in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, Stir to the Fry Ty. How you feeling, my brother? Hey, I'm feeling good, bro. We got a full slate and a full podcast to talk about it. The TNT crew getting the extension. Ben Simmons getting put in his... Rocker. <laughs> After a quick night in Brooklyn, Knicks, Grizzlies, Bulls, <laughs> Heat, the new duo in the Hawks backcourt. A lot more to get into on this episode of the plug. How you feeling, my brother, my dog, yes, my co-host, sir. Ross? I'm good, man. I'm chilling like a villain. Uh, as my boy Raul from Dailies used to say, chilling like a villain on penicillin. You know, uh, doing great, doing fantastic. <laughs> Shouts out, Ra. Ooh, if you can hear this, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, excited. You know, what better way to kick it off than getting right into it, right? So we're going to start off where you first mentioned, right? TNT and the boys, they're back again, another season. Ernie and the gang. Or is it Shaq and the gang? Or is it Chuck and the gang? We know for damn sure it's not Kenny and the gang, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, man, so Ty, start it off for us, brother. Well, man, they got that big re-up, that extension, 10 years. The gang is going to be back for another 10 years. And that was headlined by the guy you might call the face of it all, Chuck Charles Barkley, reportedly getting a 10-year deal, $100 million to potentially $200 million if they hit incentives. And this is a show that has been getting Grammys on a yearly basis. But I love it. I love these new bags. We see Stephen A getting a big one. I love these sportcaster bags, and I like that they're getting paid because for us, guess what? That just means our bag is on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, by rights, man, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to just get a bag. We're going to get a whole duffel in this joint, right? But uh, that's a conversation for another day. What I got to say is this, right? Uh, We ain't hearing about Shaq's contract. We ain't hearing about Kenny's contract. We ain't hearing about Ernie's contract. You know what this sounds like to me? Chuck couldn't get drafted first as a player, right? But he got signed number one in free agency. The most lucrative deal. Shaq the top, or not Shaq, Chuck the top free agent out of this B, you know? So, <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's that will have me laughing to myself, bro. Hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely. And good for Chuck, man. I bet when he retired from the NBA, joined TNT, this was not something he was thinking about. Like, after this deal, it's clear. He's going to make more money talking about the NBA than he did playing in the actual league. That's mind-blowing, bro. Facts. And to me, you know, he didn't get his ring, but this might make it feel a little better, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Facts. I have to throw that in there. Moving from Chuck the bus driver, right? You know, Ty, if we ever talk about this cat on our show, you know, come on, bro, you know what you got to hit him with, man. You got to hit him with the The Ben Ben Simmons Simmons update. update. Ben Simmons update. We have to do this right because, guys, 
even though it's been over a year since the Australian 6'11 point forward took the court, some things have just not changed. Because my brother, opening night, Ben not only had more fouls than points, <clears throat> Ben had more fouls than rebounds, Ben had more fouls than assists, Ben had more fouls than field goal attempts. It's happening again, bro. He is afraid to shoot. He is afraid of the free throw line, and it's going to hurt the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Well, if there's one thing you could have relied on for Ben Simmons, or from Ben Simmons, should I say, is not shooting the rock, and if shooting the rock, shooting the rock poorly, trying not to shoot free throws, and if shooting free throws, shooting free throws poorly. He used to be able to hang his hat on his defense. And I'm going to give it to him, right? He's been out of action for over a year, about a year, whatever you want to call it, right? Got to catch up to NBA speed. But how many games are you going to foul out, son? And I loved how when you were introducing earlier, you said it was a quick night in Brooklyn. Boy, was it quick. You know what I mean? And I hope I, I bet Ben Simmons wished it ended earlier. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a mind reader, but I'll bet money he wished it ended a little earlier. <laughs> that's big facts, and that's because Zion was taking it to him. And the best part about it, every time he scored on him, smiling from ear to ear, walking back on the other end, bro. He was having fun <laughs> toying with him, taking Ben's lunch money. Oh, man. 23 minutes, yeah. four points, five rebounds, five assists. That's it. That's not what you trade James Harden for. At all. At all. Without roasting Ben Simmons too hard, like, again, let's let's keep it a stack. The NBA is the fastest game in the world. You know, it's going to take some time, even for an all-defensive guy, to kind of catch back up to speed after, you know, sitting out for so long, you know? But it doesn't help his case. I'm, I just I, – but I did have to throw that out there. Big facts, big facts. And on the other side of things, bro, Zion came out strong. Bro was a bully ball bucket in the highest of regard. Came out killing on the first quarter. Pelicans were up by 15 as soon as they broke the huddle. I mean, I know the shooters were out for the Nets, but that offense looked absolutely <laughs> pathetic. If Nash can't turn this around, I've said it before, I'm saying it again, my man's has got to go. Yeah, yeah, you said it. I mean, like, not only did the offense not do what it needed to do, the defense, man, come on. Like, y'all are giving up 130 points. You know, not really just just Crazy. standing there on the defensive end. You're going to have to outscore opponents. And with Kyrie scoring 15, you know, that's not going to get it done. But, you know, KD scored 30, you know, so far. Like, he can't he can't do it all by himself. You know, something's got to give. And, you know, we've all talked about it. it starts with Steve Nash and it starts with this front office, you know. Well said, well said. And then just my final thoughts on it. Zion, Ingram, inside, outside, one-two punch is looking oh so perfect. And then you got CJ chipping in a 20-point game with the team-high six assists as the coordinator for that bunch. They don't really have any true playmaking point guards, but CJ fits yeah. just as a slightly jumbo bulldog type of point guard that can do some of that playmaking <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. It's looking pretty in New Orleans, bro. No, nah, bro, it's looking it's looking beautiful, you know? Like it's actually fantastic. What is what does a future say? <laughs> Sensational, right? No, nah, but it is. It is. Like when they, if they could average 70 yeah. points a game between the three of them, bro, they're blowing teams out every night. They only need, you know, 
eight or ten guys to score 50 points, 40 points. Like, I'll bet on that all day, every day, you know? So this team is looking good. Brandon Ingram has come into himself. Zion, no matter how much time he misses, he comes in like he owns the place. He's done it so far, and every time he stepped onto the floor. Zion's got that star power, bro. And CJ McCollum is that reliable vet. Floor spreading, you know what I'm saying? Could get his own when he needs it. But like you mentioned, also able to facilitate for this team when they need it. I love it. You know, I love it. This is the best this team has been since the Chris Paul days, right? So, shouts out to the Pelicans. If they can make make a mockery of the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie on the squad, I think this team has a good chance of competing in April and May. Absolutely. And the, the thing I love most about Zion in a game where he had 25 and seven and even after the game said it wasn't even his best performance, he, he has a lot of room for improvement is he didn't settle. He didn't take not one outside shot. Everything came in the paint. Everything was a gimme, to be honest, because people are bouncing off him when he gets to the lane. And that's the best part, man. He doesn't have to do anything <laughs> he's not good at. On the other side, you see Ben Simmons struggling to, to have any type of impact with a similar skill set. It's true. Next up on the hoop plug, man, we really got to talk about it. Two teams that we expected a lot from this year, one higher expectations than the other, but, you know, they put on a show for us regardless. We're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, New York Knicks matchup. Opening night, you know what I'm saying? You got the Grizzlies. It wasn't at the Garden, was it? Nah, it was in Memphis. Okay, that's why. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to give New York's opener in the garden some, some love. But regardless, 115-112, overtime thriller. John Morant explodes, first game of the season, showing us why we know who he is, you know? That's facts. And, and Knicks are getting known for it, this early season entertainment. Last year, we had the double OT Celtics game with the bing bong outside of the garden now we got another game to set it off yo just call the next when you need some entertainment and some high quality basketball maybe not some winning but the rest of that stuff we got you okay John Moran, like you said man that boy was old to, back to his old ways getting mixy i saw steven adams get clocked by derrick rose errant pass that was kind of cool to see that shit bounced off his long-haired aquaman looking noggin but Cam Reddish really stole the show for my guys, the orange and blue. This is the type of game that makes you wonder how he's bouncing around and hasn't landed in a situation that's going to give him a real opportunity because he's just oozing with potential, like the finishes around the basket, the three-point stroke, the defensive instincts. It's all jumping off the screen, yet he can't even scratch the rotation for Tibbs' New York Knicks team last year. So, I mean, it was good to see Cam get a little mixy, good to see Jalen Brunson make some shots down the stretch, but... Like we all know, gets to OT, Grizz pull it out. But encouraging, encouraging nonetheless for my Nick faith. Yeah, man, a couple a couple different sides or a couple different topics we got to address here. First, let's talk about the Knicks, like you said, right? Very, very promising first night. I'll argue, you know, Jalen Brunson didn't have his best game. I'll argue RJ Barrett has had one of his worst games of the season, to be quite frank with you, right? Let's touch on Cam Reddish. I knew when I saw how he played, you were going to be happy about it. Because Cam Reddish, this is a guy coming off the bench, like you mentioned, could barely scratch the rotation. He could barely get into the game, right? He played 28 minutes last night. And I think that was partially due to he came into the game and was exploding off rip. So Tibbs was like, you know, he's hot. He's he's contributing. Let's Thanks. keep him in. Hopefully he's able to keep that 28 minutes. Because I think 28 minutes, you give Cam Reddish 25 minutes a game, he's able to actually like get into his rhythm consistently. 
he's going to soon become one of your starters. You know what I mean? And it's very possible on a team. I mean, he could play, uh, well, never mind, between, you know, who they got there. He could potentially make sneak his way in at some point, but he's going to have to really play well. But I say all that to say this. So you got Cam Reddish, right, who we knew was a star coming into the league. Let's not forget a lottery pick in his own right. You know, Julius Randle probably had, if we wanted anyone to play well, it was Julius Randle. You know what I mean? So hats off to that. If he could keep that form up, RJ, like I said, RJ is going to play better. Mitchell Robinson, I believe he can't left early with an injury, if I'm not mistaken. Just foul trouble. That's what it was. Okay. But uh, regardless, bro, you guys lost in overtime by three points and your team didn't have the greatest game. So a lot of things to be excited about, right? But switching on over to John Moran and the Grizzlies, boy, if we're talking about excited, continuing his reign on the league from last season and improving, right? I mean, only the first game. We don't know if these are going to be his benchmark numbers for the year, but I anticipate him being pretty close, right? John Moran has taken this squad, a young guy, squad of basically nobodies before a couple years ago, and these guys were second in the deep, hellacious, tough Western Conference that, we've know, that we know it to be, right? Faced some tough veteran opponents in the playoffs, didn't advance as far as we would like, but man, Jaw's leadership is going to take this team far. Absolutely. And look at what he did last night. Uh, no Jaron Jackson Jr., no Danny Green. They were missing another key rotation piece. And it didn't matter. This is a game that they had in hand before it even got to overtime. It was just a dumb rookie mistake by that three-point shooting European guy that decides to not cover the three when you're up three with three seconds. Santi Aldama. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, I don't know. Or that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the other one, it's John uh, John Con something. John uh, yeah. Conchar. That guy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this game shouldn't even have gotten to OT, but... Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be out for some significant time. He got injured in the offseason. If there was a chance for MVP run John Morant to emerge, it is now. Look for John Morant to do this 30-point performance again and again (laughs) and again because I see no end in sight. He's just getting started. He is just getting started, man. Ja is confident. He's bouncy. He's a killer. He's got it all, man. He's He's got, honestly, the Mamba mentality. A lot of people like to self-proclaim it. You gotta Somebody's got to bestow it on you, and, and Ja Morant's got it. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, he's got it. So um, you're right. This Grizzlies team, you know, you got all these injuries, everything like that, but I'm going to make a hot take right now. I don't think Ja Morant wins the MVP this year. But he's an MVP finalist, if not top two, top three in MVP voting. He's that good. He's going to play that great. You mentioned he's going to get a good start to the season without those guys. You never know. He might get a Steph-like season where Steph was going off and then his guys came into the rotation. Next thing you know, they bang one out. I don't think – pause. They bang They bang a championship off, you know? So um, not to say that Ja and the Grizzlies have that potential just yet, but hey – this is the time to do it. That's my hot take. I think he's going to be an MVP finalist this year. Yeah, man. It's not sounding so crazy. It, it might not even be a medium take at this point because <laughs> Ja is that dude and he's that nice. Man, on the other yeah, side, just yeah. to give another thought on Brunson, he really struggled that first half. But even in the midst of that, you saw while he was brought here because once the Knicks made their run, they made it a close game in the fourth quarter. It was Jalen Brunson hitting big shots to get him to that overtime. I mean, obviously, Cam Reddish chipped in, too. But the effects, you see Julius Randle play his efficient, his most efficient self 
that's because of Jalen Brunson. So uh, the impact is not just in his stat lines, in the stat lines of others. Um, like I said, just very encouraging. That's the number one team in the in the West last year, and they just held them tough for forty eight minutes. So a lot to a lot to be excited about in Nick Nation. Even more to be excited out in the Memphis Grizz gang. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, said best by the truest Knicks Nets fan. <laughs> yeah, I got to shout you out. But next up, man, just my favorite place in the world. You know, the Windy City, Chicago Bulls. Put out that flame over at the Miami Heat, man. You know, Chicago was able to come out. Guys missing all across, all over the place. Bulls were able to let them know what time it is, man. Put some respect on the Bulls and Faraz's name, man. Been repping them since <laughs> as long as I can remember, bro. You know what I'm saying? So they come out. DeMar DeRozan drops a light, 37. He said, this is too easy. Somebody guard me. He said, Kyle Lowry, step up. You know? Um, DeMar DeRozan was doing it all. He was shooting threes. He was hitting mid-ranges. His patented mid-ranges. A couple of and ones in those in those places, right? Dunking all over everybody, you know? And the rest of the squad, I mean, they were able to hold it down. I'm so proud of this Bulls team, man. And this is all without Lonzo, obviously. This is all without Zach Levine, right? That's that's another big one. So I'm proud of these guys, bro. The young cats especially held it down. Big game from Dosumo. But, yeah, you mentioned it. It was this guy's day, okay? Because no Levine, no Lonzo, <laughs> no problem. DeMar DeRozan still Michael Jordan in that jersey. <laughs> Do not let the Braves fool you, okay? 37-9 and nine on an efficient clip. Come on. And that's the Don't Miami play Heat with on the it. other side. Yeah, fresh off the yes, conference sir. finals. Don't matter. That was impressive, bro. <laughs> that, that was impressive. Because I didn't think there was any chance. You and Utah, I don't know how they beat Denver Nuggets, had the biggest upsets of, of the night, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah. But we got to touch on it. Because my man Kyle Lowry is still walking around <laughs> as a robber in Miami. <laughs> 35 minutes, two points, four assists. I don't know how he's walking free. The, the sheriff should be waiting for him outside of his locker. That is highway <laughs> robbery. Yeah, bare robbery, as we call it here in the Virgin Islands. He is robbing them with no gun. They're, they're just giving it to him, man. Kyle Lowry at this point, okay, I don't want to get carried away here, but I feel like I could hold it down in that capacity <laughs> for the Miami Heat in 35 minutes. Like, again, call me crazy, right? But regardless, Kyle Lowry, cuz, how are you going to go from an all-star, sign this big, fat deal? You're supposed to be the one-two punch, maybe the one-two-three punch between you, Jimmy Butler, and Adebayo, right? But come on, son. Kyle Lowry out here really fooling everybody. It's not Pat Bev and it's not Russ, okay? <laughs> it is Kyle Lowry. <laughs> you said sign that big fat deal and just get big and fat. What is he doing, bro? <laughs> and, and where is Pat Riley in all this? He's probably steaming in an office somewhere with his body fat percentage rule, bro. He's like, this guy, has, it's year after year <laughs> after year. This guy just disobeys the rule, comes in overweight, out of shape. Man, and that's the thing, not to say he's, out of shape, but he's definitely overweight. Kyle Lowry, especially at that short frame, man, he needs to drop some pounds before he ever thinks he could be a little more effective. Like, I, I can speak from experience. <laughs> yeah, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, it's gotten to a point where it's almost embarrassing. It's like, 
y'all want to talk about Russell Westbrook, there's another guy y'all should be getting on mainstream media. And who plug? We're doing our part. Yeah, Skip. I, I want to see y'all talk about Kyle Lowry like y'all talk about Russell Westbrook. Unk, where you at, man? Come on now. We ain't the only ones seeing this. Facts. All right, next yeah, up. Man. From a team with some guard problems to a team that has no issues in sight. 99 problems, but a guard ain't one. The Hawks' backcourt shining in their win over the Young Rockets. Ice Trey and DeJounte Murray combined for 43 points and 24 assists. The best part, though, they didn't even shoot well. 2 of 14 from 3, but they found a way to win. 24 assists from the backcourt? I don't know when I've seen that happen. Bro, I'm impressed. Obviously, it's the young, you know, Houston Rockets. Rockets, But regardless, I am absolutely impressed, man. These guys are just dogs. You know what I mean? I feel like Trey Young has proven himself and established himself as a star in this league, right? DeJounte Murray being from a small franchise, working his way up, you know, taking a couple years for him to get into the starting rotation, the back end of those, you know, Hall of Famers careers between uh, TP, TD, and Manu. Um, but, yeah, they're both dogs. DeJounte's trying to prove himself. He really has the opportunity here. And if you look at this, it's not Trey Young. Excuse me. It's not the Hawks versus who they play. I, it doesn't even matter. The Rockets. It was a good it's, comp. Yeah, Rockets. Yeah, it's Trey Young versus DeJounte Murray. They're both trying to one-up the other. They're both trying to be like, yeah, you got it, but I got it too, you know? And this is what I love about a team like this. This reminds me of when, you know, Scotty and MJ used to be trying to outdo each other on the defensive end of the rock. But this has just been amazing to see so far. Yeah, and the best part is, like, it's only going to get better. Two of 14 from three. That's not going to happen too often with these two. And then DeJounte Murray took some of that San Antonio defense with him. He had five steals. Man, I really like their combo. Do they have enough pieces around them, too? That's that's to be determined, but things well, to Well, I'll tell you what, against the Rockets, it sure looked like it. <laughs> Dude, DeAndre Hunter went off. John Collins went off. I mean, everyone except for Capella was getting buckets, man. As you said, moving on. One of the teams that made some of the most noise this offseason, right? Smack dab in the middle of the country. It's cold most of the time. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're getting. But at the same time, these guys have changed it up when it comes to basketball in the state of Minnesota, right? The Minnesota Timberwolves looked great in game one, Ty. Why don't you, why don't you give Rude Boy Gobert his flowers? <laughs> it, it's time because the, the hot coronavirus that was moving in Utah – was always complaining about his offensive role in Utah. I don't get enough touches. I could do more if you ran some stuff through me. But what did he do about it? He only moved to Minnesota and became the leading scorer, at least for one game. (laughs) But, man, I couldn't believe this. 23 points, 16 rebounds on at least for the last three years, a career-high field goals attempts for the French big man, Rudy Gobert. You had Cat throwing him oops. He was acting <laughs> completely different down in Minnesota. Yeah, I guess it's the confidence of somebody really wanting him. I don't know, man, because <laughs> not too long ago, I want to say uh, three months ago, he couldn't even score on Dennis Schroeder. He was posted. Was it Dennis Schroeder who he was posting up and yep. couldn't score on him? So I didn't even know Rudy had this in him. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was soft, eating baguettes. 
you know, maybe with some some scallion cream cheese. <laughs> so I thought that's all he did, but it looks like he put some work in this offseason, you know? <laughs> I think he was playing too much pickup with Victor Wimbayama. He probably showed him some moves. He was like, damn, <laughs> let me see if I can put that in my bag. <laughs> Ty, I really think you're onto something here because it's, it's after you started seeing the flicks together that this man, Rude Boy Gobert, started really picking it up. <laughs> Facts. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be the leading scorer for long, right? You got Carl Anthony no. Towns, Anthony Edwards. Uh, that's not going to last, but D'Lo, exactly. Do you buy the offensive renaissance for Rudy Gobert long term? Oh, no. He was not brought in to do that at all. Yeah, It's going to be Anthony Edwards. He's about to take the next step this year, probably. Hopefully for me, worst game he's going to have this season. He played pretty poorly, um, but he didn't need to do much with the rest of the squad carrying the way. Carl Anthony Towns didn't play too well, but I think he was getting, you know, getting used to playing with another seven-footer, and he's going to be moving away from the post more so trying to play as a four and, and be a little more active, which we know he can do. Didn't have his best game, like I mentioned. Um, but Dilo, he played very well. Say all that to say this, bro. This team is going to be good. But Rude Boy Gobert is not going to be their leading scorer. He's going to hold it down, down for them on the defensive end. He's going to do what he does when it comes to rebounding and, and eating up the glass. But I think you could count on 15 from him, what, what we know we could get from him. Yeah, and that's two three-point-per-game jump, and, and I think that's what's realistic. Yes, he's going to have a slightly bigger offensive role, but it's not going to be by much. One interesting thing to watch, right, because it's, it's good to throw flowers, these early – returns for a lot of these new uh new look teams but carl towns at the four he does not have the foot speed to keep up with small fours or any small lineups these stretch threes i've seen a bit in the preseason that really made me worry the more especially in the wrong matchups the more that gets exposed the more that gets around that might be an issue for minnesota yeah well i'm gonna be real with you I got a lot of love for Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be a really good player for years to come. So I want to, I kind of want to see how, how this works out as you mentioned, but um, I don't know, to be quite frank, like two seven footers who basically do the same thing. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has a more versatile game and can shoot the three much better, but still guys who do basically the same thing. And I don't know, in 1999, that worked for TD and, and David Robinson, but I don't know if that's going to work in 2022, 2023. So, like you said, interested to see it. Not sure if it's going to work. Would like to see Anthony Edwards have a great season. But uh, chalk it up to the game and see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's right. And speaking of a young, another young phenom, we're talking about the first overall pick down in Orlando now, he did ball out 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, but that was unfortunately in a losing effort as he impressed in his debut, putting up some real gaudy numbers. He had a poster to go along with it. And what you couldn't imagine, outside of the loss, couldn't have gone better for the debut. Paolo Banchero, what were your thoughts, brother? I think this guy's a hooper. I think the Magic knew what they were doing when they got him number one, and I think they finally got one right. I mean, this is the first time in the draft since Dwight Howard, I think, that they've actually made the right choice. <laughs> you know, they've had – there's no reason the Orlando Magic should be so bad. They've had so many top five and top ten picks in the last – literally the last ten years that have all just fizzled out. You look at um, you look at the Mo Bambas and you look at the uh, – the guy who's drafted after the Mo Bamba at center, I can't even – tall, skinny guy. 
Um, but basically, dude, they've just had the worst luck in the draft. I mean, he picked these guys with high ceilings, and literally none of them have panned out. You know, Vooch, he was even like a, a random, like it's just these random obscure guys that ended up working out for them. So I'm happy for the Magic. I'm happy for Paolo. He was able to get his shine in the first game. Unfortunately, they weren't able to, you know, cap it off with a win, but this is not a winning franchise. So maybe Paolo Banchero in years to come will turn things around. We'll see. But uh, got to give him his flowers, bro. First time since LeBron this was done in first game or in their NBA debut. So that's something to to shout out, you know? Absolutely. And I, I like his game a lot. That's the rookie of the year, man. Jaden Ivey was the other rookie that put on in his debut. He had about 19 points. So that was a good, impressive showing from him too. But I, I like what you said there with the with the bad luck with picks. I mean, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, uh, they're solid players. But more yeah. often than not, they're going that solid route than the, that high ceiling drafted yeah. guy. And arguably their best guy that they've been able to retain, Jonathan Isaac, he was really good. He had like a crazy block rate. He was the guy analytics guys loved, but couldn't play for three years due to injuries. So, man, the, the luck is not favoring Orlando in the recent memory, but Paolo's looks like a good one. Hopefully he can change that. Yeah, and you just listed a couple guys that I even completely forgot about in Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. But, you know, like you said, leaning a little more towards solid than all-stars. So let's see what Paolo and, and the rest of the guys can do. Maybe, you know, they get this spark, this boost, and the rest of these guys can kind of play up to, you know, other standards. We'll see. Yeah. All right. We got to get into this. Philly faithful, it's not looking good. Y'all are 0-2. Y'all the first team to 0-2 too, at that. But you got the Phillies in the playoffs. <laughs> They're still playing, so you got some good stuff around. But me and Faraz, you know, we're going to keep it real like we always do on this podcast, so we got to talk about it. I'm going to talk about what happened with the Bucks just recently. But before that, Faraz going to get into opening night. Take it away, brother. Yeah. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. No better introduction. And let's talk about opening night. First game of the NBA season. Getting antsy. It's last year's uh, NBA Finals losers or runner runner ups i think that's nicer to say and the philadelphia 76ers i say it like that and you guys are gonna know why i say it like that because they can't catch a break the sixers <laughs> played a fantastic game they couldn't have played a better first game of the season but guess what last year's nba losers uh, i mean runner ups right they're coming back with a vendetta and that vendetta starts with the letter j jason tatum jalen brown they looked insane. They combined for 70. The finals run paid off. You know what I'm saying? They got that experience. They got that confidence. We knew JT was there. We saw JB in the finals last year, but they both have arrived. Now, done giving the green their flowers. We got to talk about the Celtics, right? Harden has been hooping. Hooping Harden, dare I say. You know, first game of the season, hoops out of his mind. But it doesn't matter how well you play. If the other side combines for 70 between two guys, they both score as much as you, you're going to get overshadowed, right? But he ends the first game 35, 7, and 8, looking a lot like MVP Harden. And this is the thing, man. It's really been bad luck because Philly did a lot of good things. Um, It's just a hard for to beat a team when two players combine for 70. Joel Embiid had the chubbiest of double-doubles. Great opening to the season. Can't say it went so well tonight, but 26 and 15 with five dimes you know i think he was taking some notes from the hoop plug because he was really looking like the plug out there with all them dimes 
You know what I'm saying? And last but not least, Tyrese Maxey, bro, looking great in his first game of the season, 21 points, really going to – he's the known starter at that position now. You got Seth Curry and the rest of them boys out of there. That's the guy you're looking to start. And Tyrese Maxey is looking solid. Sixers didn't play bad. Celtics played great. But nonetheless, love to see Philly take an L. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I'm going to be nicer to Philly. Uh, I'm going to take that back because I don't know if that's true. But Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> I think he needs to be a bigger part. Like, he's the only young guy on this offense because Joel Embiid, with all those injuries, he's not young even if his age says he is. He's the one that brings <laughs> the pace to that offense. He's the one that's pushing it in transition. And I like the way that offense looks when the ball is in his hands. So I'm not saying that should come out of Embiid's. I'm not saying it should come out of James, but it definitely should come out of Toby's. I think you're right on with that. He has not looked good in this uniform since James Harden arrived, and that's not a coincidence. They don't fit. He doesn't play well as the third or fourth option. So I think it's time to look for a trade, bro. I think he's in his last year or his second to last year. So that lines up to get him up out of there. All right. Yeah. This is not the easiest way to start off a season. You had the guys from the finals in Boston followed up by the team that won the finals just the year before in the Milwaukee Bucks. But they have raised some red flags because, you know, even if those are difficult teams, that's who the Sixers should be measuring themselves against. Not not the mediocre bunch bunches and, and the the eight and seven seeds across the league, but but the cream of the crop. And Bede and Harden, when they don't have the ball, look absolutely exhausted. They look absolutely befuzzled about what they should be doing on the court when the ball is not in their hands, and it's a problem. I forgot how little defense James Harden plays. He's hands on the knees. Unless he's in the post, which he's actually, <laughs> like, I still don't get it. It's defying the laws of physics how he's such a good post defender. Maybe it's all that gut weight. But something something is weird about it. He needs to be guarding fours and fives exclusively because on the guard, <laughs> he looks he looks like a, a stone, just a movable object. <laughs> it's not pretty. Um, he gets cooked. Yeah, he gets cooked, and, and the books co- the Bucks cooked him. Brooke Lopez went off. No Middleton didn't matter. Drew Holiday chipped in. Giannis was Giannis, uh, yeah. and Embiid was a shadow of himself. Played good game one. Not so much game two. Super tentative. We were recording during TNT's postgame, but I know Shaq's killing him because he settled for so many jump shots. He forgot that he's a 7-1 freak of nature. Maybe he saw Giannis <laughs> and was like, that's the freak of nature, but damn it, you are too, Joel. Play like it. Yeah, yeah, you said it. And um I think you're being a lot nicer than Shaq would be right now. <laughs> um But back to the James Harden defense. It's abysmal. Like, it's actually a joke. Like, he just doesn't care or doesn't try or a combination of both. But I think in the post, he might. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think he takes pride on that. Like, oh, you can't. I'm going to stop you like this. But I think in his mind, he's like, if I don't try, they're not going to know I'm a bad defender. But nah, bro, you get exposed. (laughs) You get exposed. Um, And Joel Embiid, man, I'm disappointed in you. You talking about barbecue chicken not too long ago trying to use the big shack diesel's terms you were barbecue chicken tonight you dropped 20 you guys win the game you lost by two you played like a bum well maybe not that you played better than a lot of regular guys in the league but is that if that's what you want to be regular then good game joel (laughs) (laughs) damn that probably hurt his feelings but it's the truth (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the truth. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Because we expect more from cats like him. Yeah, yeah. And and he knows that. And um, he even got some booze, some scattering booze after this game or during this game when he took a, another bad shot um, trying to draw a foul. But, man, one, one comment on the Celtics. Because after they win, they did something that I didn't like. All right? Uh, and this thing, this activity that actually got posted by Jason Tatum to his Snapchat. It just so happens to guarantee their downfall. Not sure when, <laughs> not sure where, but it's coming. Cause Jason Tatum posted after their victory against the Sixers videos of the Celtics working out after the game. Yes. Just like the Suns did last year. Cameron Payne and DeAndre oh, no. Aiden flexing the post game workout return. And it's really a shame for a team with so much promise. They just guaranteed their demise. <laughs> we saw how the Suns went out. Huka Doncic putting it on their head. The Celtics are in for the same fate. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you a hundred percent, bro. <laughs> I feel you a hundred percent. I'm not going to lie though. All I'm really thinking about right now is how much I hate Philly fans, dog. Because, like, I Bro, hate Philly, right? We, we got to get a little bit of love from them. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why, right? Because I hate Philly. So I can shit on Philly, right? I'm not, I'm not okay. like, I'm not switching sides. Don't get me wrong. If there's one thing I like about Philly, honestly, it's the Sixers. But they catch the flack of having Philadelphia citizens as their fans. And we know from the Eagles, they're the worst. I'm, I'm just saying, all right? But with that being said, right? Joel Embiid is your guy. He's your dude. Y'all support him. This man has one bad game, and you guys are booing him. I hate y'all, yo. Be loyal for once. Show some, show some dignity or something. God damn. <laughs> and again, I don't mean to switch it completely away from the Celtics, but if, if you guys couldn't tell by now, I hate Eagles fans, and that trickles down to the rest of the fan base. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all could deal with some but no, undefeated football team. Baseball team in the NLCS. <laughs> Hold this 0-2. <laughs> Facts, at least for now, right? But uh, no, back to what you were saying, bro. I, they they chalked it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The silver, the silver, what is it? The writing is on the wall. It's done yeah. for them. I mean, and that's the thing. Kobe said it best. You guys can look back. I'm actually going to quote him. Those guys who lose in the finals... You don't ever hear about them again. They don't usually ever end up making it again, right? So let's see what happens with the C's. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Before we get out of here, I want to tell you guys about the best men's hair care, grooming care, beard care line in the game. That's EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. You guys heard it here first. If you didn't hear her here first, you heard it here best, right? That's Evan Alexander Grooming. Dot com. They got whatever you need when it comes to the beard, the hair, the skin, the brush, the whatever, right? The supplements, the vitamins. They got it all at EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. And wait, there's one more thing. Don't forget, enter promo code hoop underscore plug underscore at checkout. Show your boys some love, supporting them and supporting us and supporting yourself. As my man DJ Khaled always says, don't ever play yourself. Thank you guys for yes, another great episode sir. of the Hoop Plug. As always, put some flavor in your ear. Peace. Peace.